1: Дух Святой! Дух Святой, прошу, приди в смиренные сердца! О, прошу, покрой меня теплом любви Отца! Удали сомнения и всякий грех и страх! О, напомни сердцу о священных небесах. О, Домой. Ты освобождаешь и даёшь душе покой, с яркостью окружишь и осветишь путь темной. Самсфот на небе буду вечная с тобой. О! Oh
0: have your bibles please open up with me a familiar place of scripture that continues
2: to contain a depth of the unknown wealth and treasure promised to us by god matthew 5 45 and 48 that you may be sons of your father in heaven for he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust Therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect.
0: Just as you will send your Son to shine
2: upon the righteous and unrighteous and send your rains upon the righteous and unrighteous. The righteous you will bless and the unrighteous you will punish. God's judgments, God with His Son he shines upon the righteous, shows them the way. But the unclean, he burns with his fire. With his sun, God with his reins gives mercy to the righteous. But the unrighteous, he drowns them with his reins. Relevant to fulfilling this required commandment, we stop. We, this commandment is we being called to perfection. We stop to study the purpose of the righteousness of God in the heart of a man, specifically the goals that the righteousness of God abiding within our heart is called to pursue. And in part we've been studying the purpose of the righteousness of God within our heart received by us in the two broken tablets in which we die by the law for the law to live for the one that died and resurrected. The purpose consists in us being able to receive confirmation of our salvation in the new tablets of the covenant, which are called to provide God the foundation to give us the promise to be heirs of peace, not by the law, but by the righteousness of faith, like he gave it to Abraham and his seed.
0: Romans 4.13, for the promise that he
2: would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. We need to know that the righteousness of faith is determined by the obedience of our faith to the faith of God, which is presented in the preached word of God's delegated persons and that person who represents the fatherhood of God for us, We know that God's faith is the commandments, statutes, and instructions. Faith is from hearing the word of God. Our faith is obedience to those commandments. There's a big difference between our faith and the faith of God. We are called to collaborate our faith with the faith of God. That is our obedience to the commandments of God. Therefore, the promise of peace is given only to those men that are obedient to the order of God. In accordance to which God sends to us His word by His people. Therefore, the covenant of peace within the heart of a man is the result of the obedience of his faith to the faith of God or the spoken word by God's delegated people. We need to examine a person as to whether he truly is sent by God to present to us his word by the order of delegation implemented by God and by the existing within our heart anointing to determine the voice of God in the mouth of the person who is supposed to represent for us the fatherhood of God. 1 John two eighteen through 26 Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, the hater of Christ, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they, who are these Antichrists? They, were, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us but they went out that they might be manifest that none of them were of us but you have anointing from the holy spirit and you know all these things these things i have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you the children of god have the anointing to differentiate foreign voices from the voice of the lord the voice of the lord is the person that represents the fatherhood of God for us and the person that does not represent this, but only makes it look like he does. By the means of the righteousness of faith, the covenant of peace demonstrated in the inheritance of peace is called to abide and be within the heart of a man evidence of the fact that we are children of God. Therefore, the inheritance of peace present in the covenant of peace is actually the treasury of our hope in God, containing the complex of all of the promises of God. When accomplished, this is the goal of the given to us righteousness. In other words, righteousness is that means that will bring about the promises of God, bring them and fulfill them. Therefore, it is righteousness by the means of the peace of God contained in the covenant of peace that can and is called to guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. because the kind of thoughts a person has is how he is. If his thoughts are not in Christ Jesus, then this is a poor person, an unfortunate person. This person cannot end up in heaven with his own point of thought or his own way of thinking. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians 4,
0: 6-7 to open up your
2: desires in accordance to God's will <clears throat> with thanksgiving. Again, it needs to be according to God's will, and we need to believe that it is upon our account in Christ Jesus. And if we believe that it is already upon our own personal account, a specific amount is there, you know it's there, and you come to get it, you, <coughs> you don't say, please, can you give this to me? You just thank God for it. What does it mean to think? It's pretty much you write out a check from your own account. You have an account and you then uh, write it out when it's necessary. You know what is exactly in accordance to the will of God and when to write it out which is why thanksgiving for what God has placed upon our account in Christ Jesus, when we thank him for this, we write out that part of a blessing that we already understand according to the will of God that belongs. it belongs to us today. The peace of God that is able to guard our thoughts in Christ Jesus are thoughts that are renewed by the spirit of our mind, which is the mind of Christ in our spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, which is why,
0: with all of the desire of a person
2: to be within Christ Jesus, with a carnal mind he is not able to be. Romans 8, 6-8 For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be so then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. According to this statement, we conclude that people that have not allowed the truth of the preached word and the power of the Holy Spirit to renew their mind by the spirit of their mind have no connection to the peace of God and are not able to have it and consequently such people have no connection to the sons of peace either, that by the means of the peace of God would inherit eternal salvation in the kingdom of heaven. We need to apprehend this well. that it is only the collaboration of our spirit with our mind that are, are within Christ Jesus that we are called to enthrone the resurrection of Christ in our bodies and clothe our body into the resurrection of Christ. And now to look at the righteousness of faith, bringing about the inheritance of the peace of God, and understand the conditions outlining the way our righteousness needs to garment itself into the armor of this peace so that our minds would be perfect as our Heavenly Father be perfect. is perfect. We have come to the necessity to look at four classical questions. First, what are the qualities of the peace of God in Scripture called to guard our minds in Christ Jesus? What power does the peace of God have within our relationship with God? men with other men and man with man with the world what conditions do we fulfill to be clothed into the peace of god call to guard our minds in god and by what signs are we able to determine examining ourselves that we are the sons of peace as well as the sons of god Because it is by the reign of the peace of God within our heart that we are able to determine and examine ourselves that we are the sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Matthew 5 9. We have noted that if a person has not died for his nation, the house of his father, and for his destructive desires, then his justification which he received in salvation by faith in Christ Jesus in the format of a guarantee, will never convert into righteousness, by which he would be able to receive and be clothed into the promise of the peace of God, so that he, in righteousness, would bear fruits of peace. And furthermore, not dying for your nation, house, and your corrupt desires, the promise of peace will be taken from you, giving you the right to be called a son of God. Revelations 3.11, Behold, I I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. We need to remember that the promise of peace receives its power and its legitimacy within our heart only by the righteousness of our faith in the covenant of peace which places responsibility upon both parties or both sides of the covenant where each of the sides of the covenant is responsible to fulfill their role that is implemented by God according to the requirements of the existing covenant. And if one of these sides breaks or violates the agreement agreement that was made in the covenant of peace between God and man, to note that a, such a violator can only be the side of a man, Then the other side, being God, is released or freed from the responsibility of fulfilling the agreement of the covenant of peace. Therefore, the fruit of righteousness identified as the peace of God within our heart is evidence of the fact that we are the sons of peace. This serves as grounds or basis for God so that he may fulfill his side of the covenant which consists in leading us into the inheritance of His Son, so that we would be able to share with Him the fulfillment of all that is written about Him in the Laws, Prophets, and Psalms. Because the justification that we receive by right of our birth from the seed of the Word of Truth has converted into righteousness with which we became able to bear the fruits of peace within our relationship with God and with those around us. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord Hebrews 12:14 We've noted that in this place of scripture we are talking about a form of unique and supernatural peace that is able to function only within the boundaries of holiness or be an expression and demonstration of holiness. These outlined and identified boundaries of holiness are the commandments of God. They contain the righteousness of God. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Romans 12:18.
0: He says that it is not always possible
2: from our side to have peace with specific people. Therefore, the peace that we dare to demonstrate out of the boundaries of holiness and not as an expression of holiness is actually incriminated to us as a serious form of lawlessness for which we will be required to pay a price of eternal life because our communication with people that the scriptures identify as evil company will corrupt our good habits and will transform us into their wicked image. And so when when it's saying evil company, these are not people of this world. This is talking about people who were living for God and then died, that experienced shipwreck in their faith. Only these people are able to defile you and be evil company for us. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupt good habits. Awake to righteousness and do not sin. For some do not have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, 34. These evil company have legalized many forms of sin and have implemented them into the service and in worship. It is impossible and criminal to have peace with the unclean and the lawless who support the unclean, that in their time accepted the truth but afterwards left their church and turned away from the holy commands that were given to them. The very fact of their rebelliousness and resistance of the words that are given to them from God's delegation, that are placed over them, testify of the loss of peace in their heart and member them to the category of the wicked. But the wicked are like the troubled sea, as Isaiah writes, when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked, Isaiah 57, 20 through 21. And this is not the only place of scripture. In the previous services, we in a specific format, as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith, have already looked at the first three questions and stopped to study the fourth question. By what signs are we able to examine ourselves that we are the sons of peace as well as the sons of God called to shear
0: the inheritance of Christ contained in the laws, prophets, and
2: psalms? We have noted that the limits or boundaries of holiness within which peacemakers similar to their Heavenly Father perform peace within the time and boundaries ordained to them by God are the boundaries of the commandments of the Lord in the format of the elementary principles of Christ. The tool by which the sons of peace perform peace within the boundaries of the commandments of the Lord is the righteousness of their faith or obedience of their faith to the faith of God. And God sees this as the righteousness of our faith. When our faith begins to obey the faith of God, God sees this and considers this the righteousness or performance of righteousness from us. Or in, us. As in a specific format, we have already looked at six signs by which we need to determine and examine ourselves as to whether we are the sons of peace as well as the sons of God and have been studying the seventh sign. The seventh sign by which we need to determine that we are a part of the sons of peace is by the ability to clothe our essence into the holy and selective love of God.
0: Colossians
2: 3, 14, 15 But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful.
0: Here the peace of God can only be present
2: when we will be clothed into love. It is placed in dependence. If we've been clothed into love, then the peace of God has the legal grounds to be present within our heart and rule there. We've noted that according to this place of scripture, the rule of the peace of God in our heart is possible only upon one condition, and that is if the selective love of God will abide within our heart, and if we will be clothed into the selective love of God. By itself, the selective love of God is an uncomprehendable for the human mind goodness of God or kindness that is inherent to God, exclusively inherent to God. Since in the selective love of God, which is the goodness of God, we see concealed the good, wonderful, eternal and uncomprehendable for the human mind goals and works of God, called to build a unique and peaceful relationship between God and exclusively with His children. Why are we talking about selective? Because Christ died not for the whole world, but specifically for his church, to clean her, wash her with his pure waters by his word, so that she be holy and without blemish before him. The Heavenly Father loved his people, that will be obedient to his faith in this world that he gave for these people his only begotten son that every one of these people who believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life the world is in evil and is condemned the God could not love the whole world that is within evil that same apostle writes do not love the world but or what's in the world and so this again the place of Scripture God so loved the world
0: and gave His son
2: that each one who believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life here it's talking about everyone who believes in him that will not perish in this situation the translation should have been a little bit different so God loved those people in the world that will hear the news of salvation and will follow that call that he had given his only begotten son for these people, for the people who are obedient to his call. This is what this place should have been translated like. And so the love of God, it is a selective love, defining the selective love of God that is demonstrated in Christ Jesus which surpasses our understanding or is out of the boundaries of being understood by the abilities of the human mind, Apostle Paul says that to comprehend the love of God is called to fill us with all of the fullness of the peace of God, make us perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. To comprehend the selective love of God, it is necessary with the Spirit of God to be strengthened with might in our inner man, that in nature is relative to the nature of God, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. This is when we are talking about when the Holy Spirit is lord and master in our heart when it talks about christ when it says that christ may dwell in your hearts uh the holy spirit will do the work so it always is the holy spirit here we're meeting with christ but in our heart is the holy spirit that will be there that will represent christ and will allow Christ to enter because he will take from Christ and speak to us. Christ, as he is, he sits at the right hand of his Father, and he does not come here physically to enter into your heart personally. This is the role of the Holy Spirit. He takes from Christ and represents him. And so people see Christ sometimes, meet with him, but actually you are actually meeting with the Holy Spirit. People have met with Christ, but they were meeting with the Father but they didn't know this Philip did you not know that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me and so people who see the Holy Spirit they see Christ because he represents Christ That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that you be rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God.
0: Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. And so when it's talking about the
2: Length, depth, height, and width, these are spiritual uh, measurements that are not those as the west-east,
0: north and south,
2: that's on earth. The phrase that you being brooded and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints indicates the necessity to find the narrow gate in the form of a good wife, symbolizing all of the saints that are included in the category of God's chosen flock who he who finds a good wife finds a good thing he he who has found a church of saints where god abides has f- obtained favor from the lord proverbs eighteen twenty two To find a good thing and to obtain favor from the Lord in your membership to the chosen by God's remnant is to to discover the treasure of the kingdom of heaven upon your field. As soon as you end up in such a church and become a part of it, a member of it, by the preached word about the kingdom of heaven, you discover in yourself this treasure of the kingdom of heaven. And it's specifically upon your field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid, and for joy over it he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Matthew
0: 13:44.
2: This is not the treasure that is concealed in the heart, but the treasure that is in the field, in the earth. According to this parable, we conclude that if a person does not discover the hidden in the field treasure of the kingdom of heaven by searching for it, he will not be able to utilize the grace of God in the form of a good wife to bring about his salvation in adopting and redeeming his body. The symbol of the field upon which the treasure of the kingdom of heaven is hidden, we see a symbol of our body that is under the power. Yes, it's in our heart, this treasure, but it's the treasure that's for the body that at the door of our hope
0: the promise belongs that is called to deliver
2: us from the law of sin and death from the process of decay and so when a person in this church discovers this promise, this treasure he needs to do something in order to redeem his body he needs to sell all that he has so that he so that Christ may be enthroned in his body and <clears throat> be clothed in and his body be clothed into his resurrection it's not talking about the transformation of the body into his image we're talking about our mortal body on earth <clears throat> of course upon the condition that that we all that we have in the form of our nation the house of our father and our fleshly life <clears throat> we sell all of this for this field in the form of our earthly body to whom the promise of the kingdom of heaven belongs, called to deliver it from the law of sin and death. Therefore, finding a good wife is making a matrimonial contract or a marital union with a specific church of saints that satisfy the conditions of the chosen by God flock. According, It is very important to become a member specifically of such a Church of Saints. There are not a lot of them, of course, on planet Earth. This is a small flock that is generally uh, persecuted and,
0: and ridiculed because
2: within the many different uh, churches that exist, Uh, They see that this small flock go in the other direction or a different road and have a very different teaching, different... For them it's always for service, gifts, evangelism, but these people are specifically focused upon themselves, seeking God in themselves, seeking to know God himself. And they say, so when are you going to call people to salvation, they ask. We tell them, would we become a light and salt of the earth? According to scripture, the selective love of God as the true virtue that a virtuous wife demonstrates is kindness or goodness grown from knowing God by listening to the preached word about the kingdom of heaven inside of a man. However, to have more practical specification when it comes to the selective love of God, we decided to look at the character and quality contained in the selective love of God as the true virtue presented by the Holy Spirit in scripture in the spoken words of the apostles. Apostles and prophets.
0: Second Peter
2: one two through eight. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power. So this peace that we receive by righteousness it together with grace because it is a part of this grace it can be multiplied and by being multiplied it gives us knowledge about God greater knowledge than we had before
0: as his divine power has given to
2: us all these that pertain to life and godliness
0: through the knowledge of him who called us by
2: glory and virtue
0: But also for this
2: very reason, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord. Jesus Christ. according to this place of scripture we conclude that each of the individual elements of the fruit of virtue first contains the characteristics of all of the rest of the qualities as the flow they flow one from the other complete one the other strengthen one the other and exist one in the other second the given qualities are the moral perfection and an example inherent to the essence of God Third, the given qualities are the great and precious promises given to us in Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. Fourth, the given qualities are the imperishable treasure and wealth with which we need to become rich. Fifth, in order to receive the inheritance of these qualities, it is necessary for us to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Sixth, the means that we are to utilize for receiving the power of the Holy Spirit is our faith or our obedience to the faith of God. Seventh, by inheriting these great and precious promises, we become part of God's divine nature. Therefore, true virtue that we see in the seven qualities and characteristics of the selective love of God have nothing in common with and cannot have anything in common with the nature of human love that is filled with egoism, greed, and is temporary
0: which is why well, they justified this
2: temporary uh, state by saying that you can't command the heart. At the same time, the selective love of God is, it commands its emotions and leads its emotions wherever it wants to. Therefore, the selective love of God is the transcendent love of God, abiding in the unapproachable light coming from the goodness of God. This virtue is identified as the great mystery of godliness contained in the work of God's redemption. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. 1 Timothy 3:16. These...
0: With these acts, the Lord has demonstrated His selective love.
2: Because of this, we began to study the selective love of God in the context and format of seven qualities of unearthly virtue, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith to enthrone the resurrection of Christ in our earthly bodies and clothe our earthly bodies into the resurrection of Christ that is into our new person, these are virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And for this purpose it was necessary for us to first differentiate the selective love of God from the tolerant love of man, as the quality of the selective love of God does not compare in any way with what man calls love, because the virtue of the selective love of God are eternally existing virtues and characteristics of God Himself, as well as his all-consuming holiness and all that comes from God, because God is love. When he destroys the unclean, this is his love that's that's working, because he protects then those that he loves. And such an uncomprehendable for the mind-unearthly love coming from a similar goodness of God is defined in Scripture as the bond of perfection. But above all these things, put on love which is the bond of perfection. Colossians three fourteen. The bond of perfection of the selective love of God is unconditional when it comes to the other seven qualities of virtue. It is unconditional when it comes to these seven qualities of virtue, not unconditional in general. It is very selective. Uh, for these seven qualities, it is unconditional that is in her in them it is uh, it demonstrates itself Unlike the tolerant in e- egotistical love of man, the unconditional nature of the selective love of God, is different in that it contains the burning jealousy of God, all his knowledge and his absolute wisdom and in no way is able to be used for greedy and egotistical purposes or egotistical goals. At the same time the tolerant love of man toward other men is very conveniently used for greedy and egotistical purposes. Here's what the scriptures say regarding the strength of the love of God songs of Solomon eight six seven 7, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy as cruel as the grave. Its flames are flames of fire, a most vehement flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can the floods drown it. If a man would give for love all the wealth of his house, it would be utterly despised
0: in other words the selective
2: love of God is not able to be sold
0: the unconditional
2: nature of the selective love of God can be received and given exclusively by knowing the truth within your heart and receiving the Holy Spirit upon the basis of absolute and reasonable willingness of the man the measure of the love of of God is identified by and is known by the measure of God's hatred toward evil and men who do this evil because only loving what God loves and hating what God God hates, we demonstrate God's reaction to God and to good and evil, God's reaction to good and evil. Looking at the selective love of God in the format and virtue of the knowledge of Christ, we've come to the conclusion that virtue that is grown by God inside the heart of a man, from the seed of the preached word of the of God about the Kingdom of Heaven is identified in Scripture as wisdom that comes from above, moral perfection, the bond of perfection, honor, magnificence, beauty, greatness, glory, the revelation of the commandments of the Lord, fulfilling the commandments of the Lord. In other words, the love of God demonstrated in virtue is the goodness of God demonstrated in His commandments. To fulfill these commandments is our calling. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that he, we should walk in them, Ephesians
1: 2:10.
2: I will remind us that good are words and acts inspired by the Holy Spirit, whose foundation consists of confession of the faith of the heart or the obedience of our faith to the faith of God. At the same time, evil are words and acts inspired by the flesh, whose foundation consists of idle words, not supported by the faith of the heart, or words that that resist God, not accept his authority or his order. Studying the selective love of God from the position and virtue of the knowledge of Christ, we've come to the conclusion that the love of God flowing from the goodness of God in nature is intelligent or has wisdom. Unlike the tolerant love of man, which by nature is blind, as it is based upon and is led not by wisdom, but rather feelings, the selective love of God with the existing in it knowledge rules over its emotions. Therefore, the selective love of God is led by sober knowledge, controlling and leading the feelings, commanding them who and in what way they are to love and who to hate. The Greek word from which the word knowledge is translated is the mind or the ability to discern or think. Knowledge contained in the selective love of God is something supernatural. Knowledge also meant, and this knowledge also means the mind of Christ. Love that a person demonstrates, where a person demonstrates his mind instead of demonstrating the mind of Christ has nothing in common with the selective love of God that flows from the virtue of God. In scripture the knowledge of the love of God is revealed in all things linked to work to the to the work of the mind of Christ within us. First this is the knowledge of Christ in us. This is the reasoning of Christ in us. This is the discernment of Christ in us. This is the understanding or intelligence of Christ in us. This is the apprehension of Christ in us. This is the judgment of Christ in us. Considering that the knowledge of Christ within our heart is the is the quality of the love of Christ, we came to the conclusion that the love of Christ demonstrated in knowledge is called to give us understanding about what is good and what is bad, called to connect us to the life of God, requires that we not set our heart as the heart of God, not have us name our creation by the name of God, keeps us from evil, gives us the ability to get to gives us the ability to get to know the will of God and keeps us from stumbling. Looking at the essence of the love of God from the position of self-control, we came to the conclusion that the self-control contained in the love of God is demonstrated in all things that are tied to the will of God within us. Relevant to this, I would like to remind us of the Greek definition of the word self-control when it comes to ourselves. Self-possession, self-restraint, self-control, self-discipline, subjection or servitude, self-examination, and self-direction. Specifically having these characteristics of self-control within our heart demonstrated in governing over yourself, this identifies the selective love of Christ within us. In a specific format, we have already looked at six characteristics that identify the self-control of the love of Christ within us. First, the self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by the power and abilities of our self-will that are focused upon fulfilling the commandments of God. Practically, all of the commandments of the Lord pursue the goal of disciplining the human essence and redirecting His will to fulfill the will of God. At the same time, all of the blessings of God are the oath-promises of god that are the thanksgiving of god for fulfilling his commandments and if the knowledge of the love of god in us gives us the understanding of what god sees as good and evil the self-control of the love of god in us gives us the power to select what god seeks or god sees as good and refuse the evil that god determines to be evil as it is written curds and honey it talks about the Son of Man, the, Jesus Christ, curds and honey he shall eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good.
1: Isaiah
0: 7:15 And
2: so you need to be uh, to learn these things. Second, self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by the ability to gladly collaborate your will with the will of God. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver, 2 Corinthians 9, 7. Practically, the self-control of the love of God, which we are called to demonstrate in our faith willingly, shows us that the love of God stands guard of its sovereign liberty as well as respectfully and with honor regards the sovereign liberty of those people that it comes in contact with and for whom she carries responsibility for before God. Third, self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by our ability to take careful heed to love your Lord. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God, Joshua 23, 11. Carefully heeding to love the Lord means we will need to overcome all barriers and difficulties, since all kinds of barriers come up upon our path of demonstrating love to God, and these barriers will come from such enemies as from our flesh, from our relatives, from fleshly and unclean people, from the world in the form of our nation, from demons that support all of the above-mentioned enemies. To overcome these barriers, it is necessary for us to die for our nation, for the house of our Father, and for our destructive desires by the cross of our Lord Jesus. Fourth, self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by our ability to deny all ungodly and worldly lusts. Titus 2, 11, 12 for the grace of God that brings salvation, has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age.
0: And so this grace will teach us how to speak, what to say,
2: how to dress, so that we not prompt or
0: uh, uh, pretty
2: much encourage the opposite sex not give a reason for the devil uh, to go, go to God and show what we do. It is impossible to demonstrate a sober love for your in your faith and in self, in self-control without first denying ungodly and worldly lusts. Self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by our ability to take the kingdom of heaven by force. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force, Matthew
0: 11:12.
2: Obtaining the kingdom of heaven is linked to a particular sudden act for which we need to prepare and be prepared as soon as the opportunity comes to obtain it, to immediately take hold of it while presenting evidence of the right to take it as your own. And you yourselves will be like men who wait for their master when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks, they may open to him immediately. Luke
0: 12:36.
2: Sixth, self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by our ability to pray always in the spirit. That is speaking in tongues. Praying always, with all prayer and supplication, in the Spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Ephesians 6.18 When you will be praying with the mind, absolutely always pray with the Spirit as well. Every prayer is a conversation with God where a person demonstrates his love to God, and God in turn pours out his love upon this man. The phrase being watchful to this end with all perseverance indicates the fact that prayer in tongues will be blocked and, and greeted with resistance that we will need to overcome with perseverance that is demonstrated in our love to God. And such barriers will come first from our misunderstanding of unanswered prayers and second from fleshly and blind leaders that appear godly but will forbid you from speaking in tongues. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly to prophesy and do not forbid to speak with tongues. 1 Corinthians 14.39 7. Self-control contained in the love of Christ within our heart is determined by being able to have power over all things that are lawful for us. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful to me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. 1 Corinthians 6.12 it's talking about allowable things that are not sin. When it says all things, that doesn't mean in general all things. But all things that are not sin, but they're they're allowable, but they're not all helpful and they are not to possess over us or control us. As soon as things that are allowed to us begin to rule over us, they immediately transform into our idols, because everything that begins to control us transforms from our servant into our God and our worship. And such allowable or lawful things that can be transformed into our idols and become our God and our worship are our rights to money, the right to anointing, the right to blessing, and the right to the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Therefore only the power that is contained in the in the self-control of the love of God is able to keep us free from these allowable fo- for us things that are given to us by God to serve us and for them for, and not for them to rule over us. The next characteristics contained in the selective love of Christ in all perseverance is in is in all perseverance. Therefore, it is necessary for us to clearly identify the essence of the Selected Love of God present in the perseverance or patience of Christ, because by the measure you demonstrate the patience of Christ that you can judge about the measure of the presence of the selective love of God within your heart. To look at the perseverance of Christ as a demonstration of the love of God, we will turn to some testimonies from the Holy Scriptures that can show us in what situations and in what way we demonstrate the love of God in the perseverance of Christ. And here are some of them. First, this perseverance contained in the selective love of God within our heart is called to flow in long Suffering with joy, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, Colossians 1, 10-12.
0: According to this given place of scripture to
2: walk worthy of the Lord and fully please him bearing fruit and all good work it is necessary to increase in the knowledge of God and be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy In order to take part in the inheritance of the saints in the light, according to this place of scripture, the nature of patience or perseverance flowing from all suffering with joy that the selective love of God has is the patience of Christ that in status as well as by its characteristic is not analog to the worldly status and definition of patience. 2 Thessalonians 3.5 Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. The patience of Christ flowing in long-suffering with joy within the selective love of God is based on the supernatural ability to see your inheritance or to see the calling of God with the eyes of God and wait with hope the fulfillment of what you saw with the ability of Christ. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram, I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord God, what will you give me, seeing I go childless?
0: God speaks, but he doesn't tell him
2: what the reward is. And so Abram says, what is this reward? You say, I will give you a reward, but you don't say what reward it is. Sing, I go childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. In other words, what will you give to me? I do not have the tree of life yet that is grown by you.
0: Because Apollos,
2: Paul says, I planted, Apollos watered, and God grew it. So where is that fruit? What will you give to me? I, st- I remain here childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, Look... Abram said to God, look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one born in my house is my heir. But God told him that he would give it to him. But he's saying, where is this reward that you had said you will give me? It still isn't here. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars. Look at heaven and count the stars. If you are able to number them, and he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it to him for righteousness. Genesis 15, 1 through 6 When a person is able to be patient is a person who sees with his eyes the promises of God. It is this knowledge of the future coming from the revelation given by God that provides us the ability to boldly overcome persecution, lack and suffering for the truth, so we will, with hope can wait for the fulfillment of all the promises of the future on earth. The Greek word patience, identifying true virtue within the selective love of God, means to look with the eyes of God, to treasure time, to differ the times, await with joy, await with hope, do things in their time or timely continue within the order of God or remain in them. According to this fact, we conclude that the selective love of God demonstrated in the perseverance or patience of Christ is called to show itself in all things that pertain to the collaboration of our knowledge with the knowledge of God in the aspect of waiting for the Son of God from heaven who delivers us from the coming wrath. 1 Thessalonians 1, 9, 10 To serve the living and true God and to wait for Him For his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even jesus who delivers us from the wrath to come according to this place of scripture we conclude that all perseverance demonstrated in the selective love of god is linked to waiting for a specific hope that a person is well aware of therefore the selective love of god in perseverance is the ability to do everything in word and deed timely because the coming about of any promise is called to happen within the implemented by God time, which is in His power. Therefore, the main enemy of the patience of Christ in the selective love of God is our human hastiness or our impatience that comes from our personal point of view or opinion. "...having faith and a good conscience, which come having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck." 1 Timothy
0: 1.19.
2: Looking at this place of Scripture, rejecting a good conscience, which is the atmosphere and foundation for the abiding within our heart, perseverance, within the selective love of God, will, re- uh, will bring about shipwreck in our faith, rejecting it again, is a shipwreck in our faith. Shipwreck in our faith is a willing collaboration with the enemies of our faith. This enemy is our personal point of view or opinion. At the same time, victory over the enemies of our faith, the enemies being our impatience and hastiness, is to reject our personal point of view for the benefit of the time that God has implemented. Our impatience based upon our personal point of view is an underwater rock as a barrier upon our path to perfection in Christ that will lead us to shipwreck in our faith because first impatience revealed in hastiness is a rebellious and abominable work of the flesh replacing the will of God with the will of the flesh second impatience revealed in hastiness means that we begin fulfilling our calling before our appointed time or not within the implemented by God time which is why we begin to fulfill our calling in an unfaithful state with unfaithful means, chosen by our own understanding, which is against God, in the time that is in His control. (coughs) Third, impatience based upon personal understandings of the truth is controlled by specific legions of religious demons from under the heavens that are experienced psychologists and professionals when it comes to falsifying the truth in this way the prompting factor to all of our primary acts will either be a revelation or a specific circumstance or a desire that is inspired by our opinion being supported by unclean spirits presenting
0: presenting themselves as the holy spirit
2: receiving this kind of revelation as the truth we unwillingly place ourselves in dependence of demonic wellsprings and end up then in the armies of the enemy of the lord which is why we we bring the wrath of God against ourselves and experience shipwreck in our faith. Further, we experience shipwreck in our faith also when we, due to our ignorance, underestimate our enemies or do not see any danger in our previously done acts.
0: Second, perseverance
2: contained in the love of God within our heart is linked to waiting for a specific promise of hope that belongs
0: to a person that he is well-knowledgeable of. Now may the God of patience and comfort
2: grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, Romans
0: 15, 5.
2: And so waiting, this kind of waiting, is the perseverance of Christ that comes from the love of God that is poured into our heart by the Holy Spirit. If we possess the ability to wait to f- for the fulfillment of His promises on earth, we then demonstrate in our love to God His perseverance or His patience. A person waiting for the fulfillment of His promises in, in on earth is a patient person that a pers- God can rely upon or God can trust as this person refuses to rely upon his own point of view for the benefit of the point of view of Christ or God's opinion
1: or God's will
2: given to him as a revelation in the Holy Spirit. At the same time, a person that is impatient is a person that is unfaithful, one that is not able to be relied upon. The scriptures characterize such a person as a person who is foolish and simple because due to the pride of his mind, he refuses to Uh, use the knowledge of Christ that is given to him and the patience of Christ. Proverbs 14, 15, 16 The simple believes every word but the prudent considers well his steps. A wise man fears and departs from evil but a fool rages and is self-confident. We need to note that the patience of Christ as a quality
0: uh,
2: of the faithfulness of the love of God in his word, it existed eternally in God. Impatience found its springs in the fallen angel. At the moment, when the cherubim on high began to claim uh, the things that were God's for himself,
0: his uh, nature was deformed and he became...
2: Pretty much the the beginning or the spring of all impatience, and specifically this kind of his personal understanding and his own point of view, uh, is what w- is, is what resulted in his fall. At the same time, our faith is the work of our love, is the work of love that is in the Word of God. Practically, the love that is demonstrated in the patience of Christ is the hope of a. Uh, uh, the fruit of hope and the trust we have in God in the midst of our uh, strong emotions, the storm of our emotions, and all other things that today's Christian world follows in this most part.
0: That, this is a
2: tragedy that uh, that is in today's churches, and it's generally people being led by their own uh, their own emotions instead of their knowledge of, about God. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your of your God, I will also forget your children. Hosea 4.6 Not looking at the fact that a person has already ha, ha, already had specific fruits in his life, but if you will not present this fruit of perseverance, God will deny the rest of his previously Uh, possessed or or previous fruits that he had. There is one law that exists. As soon as a person refuses to give God's holiness to to God and claims them for himself, he destroys the wisdom and knowledge that God has given to him and loses the ability to see and wait for the fulfillment of the promises of God that belong to the door of our hope. That is a strong confidence, to be raptured to meet the lord in the air and then the uh, goals that god has placed before us because of his impatience uh, will lead him astray
1: after his the fall of man a person naturally began to uh,
2: uh, a person has now been much more uh, willing to choose the shorter path or the one with the least amount of resistance When the third part of the angels refused to give God the glory that he deserves, they were then transformed in the most
0: unfortunate... Armies and they were cast out of heaven. When God created the earth and and man, the uh,
2: the angel on high wanted God's position and wanted God's glory. If you remember,
0: and
2: so his faith, which is his disbelief or unbelief of the commandments of God or disobedience to them, he
0: then was destroyed. How you are fallen
2: from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, I will be like the Most High, yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. Isaiah 14, 12-15 right now we are studying
0: uh,
2: the Holy Spirit the Son of God and the Father people have the question and some people ask me so then what? are there three gods? God is not one? in the Jewish understanding the word one as one is as more than one one that are together as one,
0: when it says and the, the lord
2: uh, and when it says that uh, the Lord said, "Let there be light
0: and
2: so they have the same nature and they have the same goal, but there is a hierarchy, and all obey the heavenly Father. Here the cherubim says, I will sit on the mount of the congregation on on the farthest side of the north. The congregation is the multitude of gods. Aside from the three that we already know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, these are the children of God that are born from God. But it can't be that a born from God person not be called a god. God can bear only gods. And Jesus said I say that you you, It is written you are gods He had told the Jews these these things But as the children of God He calls them gods also Why the angels serve these children With great fear Because they are gods That refl- reflect God And it is written by these gods The angels will know God's wisdom They don't know God's wisdom tell the uh in its fullness they've never seen it in its fullness that you it would be made known by the church to the principalities of uh, and and powers in the in the heavenly places they are concentrated upon these gods yes it, they've been familiar with the three father son and holy spirit then who is the holy spirit they know the Father. They know the Son. the The Heavenly Father.
0: He, and so he
2: then bears children to himself, and he now has many gods.
0: Sometimes people ask me the question these are people of course rebellious is it true
2: that you've called yourself Christ I say I've never ever called myself Christ there's only one Christ but I called myself a son of God as you call yourself children of God if you're children of God then you're gods a bear can bear other cubs
0: and can't
2: be Bearing some kind of other animal Just as God He can bear only gods When he said I will sit also sit on the mount Of the congregation Of the farthest side of the north I will ascend above the heights Of the clouds I will be like the most high This happened in the moment When the son of God As the image of patience Died upon the Golgotha cross for the sins of his chosen nation and showed his faithfulness to God and
0: patience. And
2: this is when the false hope of the cherubim was crushed
0: you have to remember what
2: uh, pretty much when he was cast out of the heavens
1: and
0: he
2: was broken against the ground pretty much he was broken against us he was broken against the Church of Jesus Christ. The law of Moses, from which he received power to control man, was annihilated, as it is written, "The sting of death is sin, and the sti- and the strength of sin is the law." First Corinthians fifteen fifty six. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he was taken, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Colossians two fourteen. So he was broken against us and lost the control or power that he had over us this multitude of stars this is the multitude um, amount of evidence that we have been that we are studying now and this is and what is given to us here at this banquet the banquet is already finishing hasn't started but is finishing according to this place of Scripture we've been placed independence of the handwriting that was against us but we have put on the patience of christ where we die by the law for the law and began to call the non-existent as existent and the lord received the grounds to pull out from within our essence the sting of death that is our old person and when our sin was blotted out in the death of the Son of God, by the blood of His,
0: by the blood of of Christ, Christ was
2: resurrected from the dead, and the meaning of the law of Moses, called by God to reveal sin in the flesh,
0: and give power to sin, was eliminated, and so. By
2: the truth, he eliminated the handwriting of requirements that was against us. He also eliminated, then, the point of view or opinion that we have, those inspired by the fallen cherubim. He nailed it to the cross by his patience and his knowledge. If a person, due to his infancy, spiritual infancy, has not understood yet, God's what God's patience is, then his impatience will continue to remain as a sin for him until he changes this. If a person has known the truth and instead of presenting the patience of Christ, he will be representing his own ignorance, then this will be a willing impatience that will be incrimin- incriminated to him as a willing sin.
0: And then the uh, ship of his
2: faith will be suffering shipwreck.
0: For if we sin willfully
2: after we re- he- we have received the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remain a sacrifice for sins. Hebrews 10:26. And so when impatience happens or when we are hasty due to our impatience, Because of our ignorance, the result will be rejecting the knowledge you have about God for the benefit of intellectual pride and other
0: uh, purposes
2: of pride and benefits of our pride. Amen. We're going to be praying, and anybody who wants to confront this, Person of personified impatience this old person that lives within you so that the Lord would be able to tear, pull out this sting of death we've received this and we confess this but for this to happen we need to pray in all those who desire to come to the Lord all the, those who are bound by sin all those who whose conscience is uh, not cleansed in some, in some, for any reason the Lord will clean your conscience from this uh, impurity. You need to come to God, admit your sins, and He will blot them out of His memory. And He will look at you as His children, and His and the and the gods that He bore. For you, the promises belong, and your children also. Let us pray. We wait for you here at the altar. Amen. I am going to pray your prayer together with you, and I ask you to deeply believe in the love of God. It is focused on you. He has already redeemed you. You are His belonging, His holy part. It's not simple for Him to separate from you. He'll do everything to pull you out from all dependence of sin, fear, shame, and illness. He just waits for you to agree that you're ready That He, by the power of the Holy Spirit, would be able to do this. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to God. This is a sign that you're ready to receive from the Lord what He desires to give you. Pray together with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you with a broken heart, with shame, With dependence of sin, fear, shame, and illnesses and weaknesses, I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, you are my God, you bore me by your word, and I believe that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you can deliver me from the dependence of sin from the dependence of the flesh and pull out the sting of death from my body this is my old person I open up my heart and I ask you enter in and be a king and Lord of my life so that you can enthrone within my body the resurrection of your son and clothe my body into the resurrection of your son and right now before heaven and hell i want to proclaim that in accordance to your words i am washed i am cleansed i am healed i am restored i am justified and i am saved amen amen your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of jesus christ may the lord bless you may he look upon you with his great face and show you mercy and give you peace may thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you but they will not touch you may all these blessings come upon you and your children and be fulfilled upon you and the nation shall say amen